This period of protest has had many reasons why it's happening now. And one of them is to divert attention from what's just happened. It, it's a diversion. What, do, what, does a, what does a magician want you to do when he's doing a trick? He wants you to look at the hand that's not doing the trick so you don't see the hand that's doing it. A vast number of people have looked at the world in its extreme expression in the last few months. And they've, they've actually seen, actually, the world is not like I thought it was. And there has been an awakening. But that's only step one. Step two is crossing the road and engaging with the system. But it's not even protest. What is protest? You know, somebody protests, they protest and they protest and then they go home and what changes? Nothing. And nothing will change until we stop acquiescing to the system and stop cooperating with our own enslavement. When that happens, it's game over. And I'll give you an example. It's so potent. Those people out protesting and trying to knock down statues. Well, why not put a plaque on it explaining the good things the person did, if they did any, so we have an historical uh, um, uh, reference that includes the entirety of what that person did. Yes, he gave money to hospitals. Yes, he gave money to build schools. But he also had slaves and made his money from slavery. Uh, so we have history. Where we've come from gives us a fix on where we are. When you, um, when you remove all knowledge of history, um, you lose focus and understanding of where you are. For instance, uh, Marxist regimes have cost the lives of a hundred million people. Now if we have that in our history and we know it, we know that that, that ain't a place to go. If you look at um, Orwell's 1984, he wrote a lot about the need to destroy history because that allows you to control the perception of the present by controlling the perception of the past. It's very important, you know, this, this great line about um, if we don't learn the lessons of history, we are destined to repeat them. What is going to happen at the end of this sequence? See, this period of protest and in some cases looting and thuggery has had many reasons why it's happening now. And one of them is to divert attention from what's just happened. The economic system has been devastated. Towards the end of this year, unemployment is going to be beyond belief. We had the GDP of Britain fall by 20% in April. In, in, in the crash of 2008, it was 1% in a month. Now it's 20% and it will go on. Look at what they've targeted most and for longest. Anything that releases um, 
the psyche in terms of chilling out, in terms of relaxation, in terms of human uh, discourse, in terms of situations where you can let off steam. So they've targeted um, the pubs, they've targeted the restaurants, they've targeted sport, they've targeted all these areas. And what they're saying under social distancing is, oh, at some point we'll open the pubs and beer yeah, again. But you look at the videos of the pubs preparing for this, it's not the same experience. It's all social distancing, it's all apart. That's not the same experience. They've now, got, uh, they've now brought the, the, the football back. And, and, and what they're doing is destroying the very foundation and fabric of human society as we have known it. And um, football, soccer as they call it in America, is, is part of that fabric, especially the, what they call the working class fabric, but, but, but more than that these days. Um, and it's a way of letting off steam. It's a way of um, uh, release. It's a way of letting the cares of the world go while you're supporting your team. So what we now have is professional football clubs in the lower leagues in Britain, supported by lots of people, but not in individually big numbers, they're on the verge of disappearing because they don't get the television money. They get their survival money, overwhelmingly, by people through the gate. Social distancing has stopped people going through the gate. Indeed, the, the season's just been finished. But the premiership teams that have the big money from, um, from television, they're about to just finish the season, I think, in this, the, the next few weeks, behind closed doors, as they are in Germany and other countries. They're playing in front of nobody because of social distancing. Now, the new season is supposed to start in like mid-August. How long into the winter before there's enough COVID-19 designated other causes? Um, do you think that the authorities that, that we've seen at work in the last few months are going to say, yes, we're going to have thousands of people in football stadiums standing next to each other? hear any political party talk about this, or I mean, certainly no major one. I don't hear the wokers talk about it. I don't hear any of them talk about it. This exchange of non-existent theoretical money called credit for real wealth and resources has sucked the wealth of the world into the hands of the few. Why are governments borrowing money from private banking systems and the, the population paying interest upon that borrowing? Why aren't the governments um, issuing their own currency interest-free and, and lending it to the population interest-free to uh, go about their commerce and go about their lives, creating opportunities and choices um, that they wouldn't otherwise have? Why are we allowing a privately owned, in the end, by a tiny few people, banking system to issue non-existent credit money and then be able to take the wealth of the people if they don't pay it back? And there's another thing on this. The same people that lend the money, the credit, dictate 
if the economy goes up or the economy goes down. Thus, they can lend lots of money uh, and there's a boom. And then they can crash the economy and people can't pay back the wealth of the uh, loans that they took out for no fault of their own, not because they're sitting on the side of the street saying, I'm not going to work. They want to work. The economy's knackered. So what happens then? Those that have lent the non-existent credit and crash the economy can then suck up all the wealth that was put as collateral for the non-existent money. Now, what we're going to see in relation to what I've just said is a frenzy of repossession of properties. A frenzy. If people want to in, in, in focus on how we get our freedom back, then private banks lending money at interest, non-existent money called credit, um, has, to, um, has to end, or at least it has to be an add-on. We need a system, not a communistic system, but a system where um, governments uh, are able to um, issue the currency interest-free. Because you say to people, how is money created? And they say, oh, the government does it. Well, almost entirely it doesn't. Money comes into um, circulation by private banks lending credit. And when they lend lots of credit, then there's uh, uh, um, the opportunity for lots of economic activity. And when they squeeze the credit, what did they say in 2008? A credit crunch. When they squeeze the credit, they're taking um, uh, out of circulation units of exchange and economic activity cannot take place and so we go into a recession. Changing the banking system, taking control of our economic lives, our livelihoods, our choice out of the hands of private banks, that will change everything on the level that we are talking about. But no one ever talks about it politically. Why? Because Britain is a one-party state. We have a one-party state, Labour Party, a one-party state. Um, Conservative Party in America, you have a one-party state, Republican Party, a one-party state, Democratic Party. Uh, and these one-party uh, groupings, all these major political parties, are ultimately controlled by the same network that controls the banking system. And because of that, the politicians controlled by those people are not going to challenge the banking system controlled by those same people. Whenever I've talked to politicians about how money's created, not one of them has been able to tell me. I've asked economists, some economists I've met over the years, how was money created? They didn't let me know. They're economists. It's the private banking system issuing non-existent theoretical money called credit. That's the whole um, basis of it. And, it, and, and, and if I um, demanded um, that someone take from me money that doesn't exist, or I tried to give people money that didn't exist, um, telling them it was real, I'd get freaking arrested. 
they say that's counterfeit money. But banks can make loans of credit, which has never, does not, and will never exist except in theory. And they don't get arrested. They become the 1%. And that's how they've done it. That's how they've done it. That's how a few have accrued the wealth of the world. And so if Black Lives Matter, or anybody's lives matter, want to make a real difference to people's lives, they should be campaigning for the transformation of the world financial system and the end of private banks ultimately controlled by the same people if you go deep enough. Um, literally dictating the economic choices of closing in on 8 billion people.